So you're an attorney and you've decided to go out on your own. Now what? You need a plan and you're not alone. Join expert host Adriana Linares and her distinguished guests on New Solo. Tune into the lively conversation as they share insights and information about how to successfully run your law firm here on Legal Talk Network. Hey, and welcome to a new episode of New Solo on Legal Talk Network. I'm Adriana Linares. I'm your host, a legal technology trainer and consultant. Normally, I'm sitting around helping lawyers and law firms use technology better, but today I'm at the Florida Bar Annual Convention, and because Legal Talk Network was here and I knew I could wheel in some good guests, we're going to do a special episode of New Solo. Before I get started and introduce our guest and my amazing co-host, I'm going to take a moment to read a couple of messages from our sponsors. Answer One is a leading virtual receptionist and answering service provider for lawyers. You can find out more by giving them a call at 800-ANSWER-1 or online at answerone, that's the number one, dot com. Clio. Thanks, Clio. They're a cloud-based practice management software program and makes it easy to manage your law firm from intake to invoice. Try it for free at clio.com, and that's C-L-I-O.com. Unbundled Attorney is a premium lead generation service that delivers exclusive leads directly into your inbox in real time. Looking to get more leads and grow your practice? Visit unbundledattorney.com today. And Law Clerk, where attorneys hire freelance lawyers. There are no sign-up or monthly fees. Only pay the flat fee price you set. Increase your profits, not your overhead. Learn more at lawclerk.legal. All right, let's get to our show. Let me start with my co-host that I sucked into... Well, I talked into co-hosting this real episode after we spent six hours co-hosting our NOPECAST at the Waldorf Bar last night. Jack Newton, thanks for taking some time out today. Thrilled to be here. Well, I thought it was really cool that you had the time to sit down with us, but mostly because our two other guests are going to spend a lot of time. Well, not a lot. We won't spend the whole time talking about it, but they're here to talk to us about preparing for hurricane season. And your product, Clio, is probably, I would say, the one or two main reasons that they were able to successfully keep their law firms running after a couple of hurricanes we had here in Florida. So we're going to talk to them about that. And I appreciate your time sitting down with us. Why don't you tell everyone else who might not know who Clio and or Jack Newton is a little bit about yourself? Sure. I'll, I'll start with myself. Uh, I'm Jack Newton. I'm the CEO and founder of Clio. Uh, we launched Clio 10 years ago this year as the first cloud-based practice management system in the you. world. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, and Clio uh, is, is a cloud-based practice management system. And by cloud-based, uh, we mean it is in the internet and you access Clio via the internet. You don't have any servers or on-premise hardware or software to worry about. You don't need to worry about backup tapes uh, as long as you have a phone or a laptop and an internet connection. Uh, you've essentially got your entire practice with you. And I, I think Zach and Renee will be able to tell us exactly what that looks like in their situation. And yeah, thrilled to be here. Thanks well, for having me. No, I really appreciate it. So let's introduce our guests, Renee and Zach. Zach, let's start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. It's a big week for you. This is a big week. This was my last meeting as president of the Florida Bar Young Lawyers Division. So for the past two years, I've been representing all of the young lawyers in the state of Florida. You've done a Just great about, job. Thank you. I about, mean, amazing job. Thank you. About 25,000 lawyers. So I'm really proud of what we've accomplished. Yes, you would. Kudos. Um, yeah. I have a small firm in Clearwater, Florida. Uh, we focus primarily on 
from probate litigation and business litigation. And so several years ago, we made the transition into the cloud slowly but surely. And I'm very glad that we did. And I look forward to talking to you about my experience during last hurricane season. Right. And so for listeners who aren't sure where Clearwater, Florida is, it's directly on the Gulf Coast of Florida. Oh, yeah. I'm in flood zone A. Flood zone A. (laughs) Well known. (laughs) Message received. And Renee, tell us about yourself. Hi, I'm Renee Thompson. I'm a mediator with the firm of Upchurch Watson White and Max, and I also maintain a small solo practice um, in between mediating um, with my own firm, which is Thompson Law Center. I love that. And Renee, can I just spend one second bragging on you? Other than the fact that you're an amazing lawyer and very active with the Florida Bar, Renee, have you ever heard Renee sing? I have heard Renee sing. She's phenomenal. It's amazing, right? Can you maybe a little ditty now? Maybe we'll save that for later. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So what I really wanted to have a good episode about is hurricanes or just natural disasters, unnatural disasters, emergencies, even a fire that your law firm might become a victim of and just being prepared to get up and go. Zach, let's start with you for just a second. Tell us a little bit about the infrastructure at your firm. You said you moved to the cloud. Was that hard? How big is your firm? Why did you decide to do that to even just kind of prep the story? Sure. So we have three lawyers and three paralegals. And for many years, um, we worked on a hardline server, which was basically a big computer in a closet that was hardwired to all the different um, computers in our office. And that is where we housed our online calendaring program. I should say our calendaring program at the time was not online. And then we had a separate um, timekeeping program. And then we also kept our files on that server. So that server was basically a huge data index that everything from our firm went to. And so I started practicing law about 12 years ago and the server was a struggle every month. There was holes in the data, and then we have to call the IT guy to come out, and he's resetting things, and it's like $150 a pop, $300 a pop. Things would go wrong, and it was something that was very frustrating. And at that time, I was not familiar with cloud-based resources. Um, It was really probably four or five years ago that that I started learning about them, and our first transition was to Clio. Excellent. And do you have any questions? I'm sorry, I keep, I'm a mic hogger. Jack, you got to jump in. No, you go ahead. You're doing great. Let's (laughs) hear from Zach and Renee and then I'll jump in. Um, Did you have a hard time convincing your partners and your staff that going to the cloud was like, was it an easy decision for you all or was it something that you had to struggle with? It was actually a very big struggle. So my law partner has been practicing now for probably 35 years and had been using programs that he knew and was um, not that trusting of the cloud, didn't really understand what it entailed. And I really had a difficult time understanding a lot of the nuances and how the data was stored and was it secure and all of those types of questions because years ago it was still relatively new. So for us, I kept on interviewing different cloud-based providers and learning a little bit more over time and over time. And I went to go purchase different programs several times, but I kept stopping. Mm -hmm. And then about maybe three or four years ago, I could not take it anymore. So I, <laughs> I just, wish you all could see Zach's face I, when he says that. I was so frustrated. This, these stupid programs that we use that kept on breaking. And so I had a, a new associate at the time, been with us for about a year. And I said, I just want to go to the cloud. And he goes, well, I think you and I could do this. And I said, okay. So <laughs> I knew Clio. 
Um, I had friends that had used Clio. Renee had used Clio and bragged about it. And so I chose it because I really liked the interface. It was simple and uh, we got a couple of different test pilots that we could utilize it and we kind of created files, kind of like big files yep. of our firm to just kind of see how it went. a couple kicks to the tires. And then I gave it the option to our paralegals to use it. So they used it for like a week, just kind of playing around with it to see if they liked it. Oh, smart And move. they loved it. Awesome. And they basically came in and were like, let's make this work. Oh, no kidding. So That's great we to get that switch. buy-in and that support from your staff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I envisioned this data process conversion from like a database program to Clio in the cloud as being a really difficult, difficult thing. And what we learned was that essentially most every program has a way to export mm -hmm. to Excel. And then Clio just takes those things and exports it into its format. Imports. And it was just in Clio. And there were some few things to clean up as with any type of conversion, but it was really easy and it was so worth it. And Renee, you were an early adopter, I think. I mean, in our world here, um, <laughs> you were one of the first to move your practice to the cloud. Do you want to talk a little bit about how and why and where you came from? Sure. I had been working with a mid-sized Orlando firm for mm -hmm. a very long time and wanted to make the leap um, to become a full-time mediator. Um, and so in order to do that, I needed to find a way to transition my client base and to have time to be a mediator. And so essentially, I needed a program that was worry-free. <laughs> Um, sure. That didn't require a large hardware investment. I'm a true solo um, because while I'm building my mediation practice, I still have my local work. So I really needed something that kind of took care of itself, um, but also was very mobile. As a mediator, I can find myself in multiple offices across the state on any given day of the week. So in order for me to maintain my practice, I needed something where I wasn't stuck at my computer only in my office. So the cloud really made sense to me. Um, I had learned about Clio uh, through the Florida Bar, through the technology committees and the work that they've done with those committees. Um, so for me, it was really a question of, um, you know, how best can I be mobile and how best can I have um, the opportunity not to have to worry about my practice management um, because it was something that didn't need to be the focus of what I did on a daily basis. And I had worked in firms where it really was truly a focus. So seeing that difference has been really amazing. Awesome. Let's talk about hurricanes. <laughs> so, so yeah, go. When you signed up for Clio and, and, and maybe other cloud-based services, it sounds like it was primarily motivated by, you know, the needs that you had around your business. Did you yes. have natural disasters like hurricanes in the back of your mind when you were selecting a cloud-based service? Tell us about how much that factored into your your decision-making. Wait, and can I just say that's totally the question I was going to ask? You're the best co-host? <laughs> <laughs> we're like this? We're like this. For my firm, yes. So my firm actually, shortly before I began practicing law, it actually burnt to the ground. <gasps> so um, they oh lost God. a lot of stuff in that fire. And that's always remained in the back of my mind. And we also had this like minor flood in our office. And our server at the time was on the floor. Sure. And I remember thinking, this is so reckless. We have got to fix this situation. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's one of those things where it takes some effort and some time and some planning. But then once you do it, you look at yourself and go, why didn't I do that five years ago? Amazing, right? And for us, I travel a lot. And so I do all of the billing for the firm. That takes several hours for me a month. And 
I didn't want to have to do it inside my office. I wanted to be able to do it at home so I could do it when my kids were napping on the weekends. Right. Or I could do it in a hotel room. Or I could do it at the annual convention of the Florida Bar in a hallway. <laughs> I wanted it to be able to have that option. And so Cleo was a great, great thing for me. And then we had some hurricane scares a few years ago. And we developed this plan for our files, which were still on the server, to basically either create like a second shadow server, which was going to be like many thousands of dollars mm -hmm. and it would back up remotely. But we had had experiences where our backups didn't work. So when we tested it, they would fail. And I don't have the time to check every day to make sure those are running well. So I'd that was that. frustrating. God. You touched on it quickly, but it's such an important point. So many firms that have on-premise systems that think they're doing backups oh, are right. not actually backing up what they think they are and what they need to be backing up to do a full restore. And the stats around backups not being what people think they are and people not being able to recover from a natural disaster where their uh, primary systems are destroyed or damaged are, are really astonishing. Uh, so it's a really high business risk. And if you are using on-premise systems, making sure you're verifying your backups all the time is super important. But as you point out, super time-consuming as well. Right. I just don't have time for that. Yeah. And so... Um, Can I make a PSA yeah. just real quick for listeners who might still have servers and IT people who help support you? I want you to stop whatever you're doing after listening to the entirety of this podcast and send an email or walk over to your IT person and force them to show you a successful restore. Because what Jack is just described is one of the most common situations that I as a consultant witness when I walk into a law firm, and often it's after there's been a problem, and they say, well, our IT people kept saying this, the restore was done, the, the backup was done, but nobody actually tests it. So if you're still in that world, please, please check a restore and make sure it actually works. Okay, go ahead. It Dad. happened to a colleague of ours. Yeah. They lost all their files and they got corrupted and their email because their email was hosted through their server. So when I found out how many tens of thousands of dollars it took to get back most of their files that were still heavily corrupted, I looked at my partner and I go, we got to do something. Yeah. So um, after using Clio for a few years, I felt a lot more comfortable with the cloud. And then we actually made the switch to take our firm um, totally in the cloud um, by moving our files into a virtual cloud service. And that to me was a total game changer. I was scared of what that process would entail, but it literally over a weekend, we just hit a couple of buttons and it copied all the files <laughs> we wanted to. And then it was working. Voila. And I was looking at my associate going, wait, I thought this was going to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. The data migration piece is what stresses people out the most, and I think is the reason you see so many people sticking with on-premise systems. And what I think a lot of people don't realize is that the vendors will often provide mm -hmm. some kind of red carpet service in the form of data migration services. Sometimes they're free, sometimes there's something you need to pay for, but they're often uh, something that, that has been exercise so often that there's a pretty high level of predictability around the data migration and a, a very high level of confidence around being able to do the data migration successfully. So I, I think it's that's one thing that listeners can think about in terms of getting over that fear of moving to the cloud is know that if you're using any 
any widely used piece of software, chances are, yes. like if you're an Amicus Great attorney or, or whatever that software might be, there's a very well-trodden path of people moving from that yes. software you to, won't be the first. to Clio <laughs> or to other cloud-based practice management solutions. And uh, I can speak for Clio in particular. We offer free data migration services for customers moving from those platforms, and, and it's very predictable. So, Renee, let's move hear about your perspective on how strongly did disaster recovery and disaster preparedness figure into your choice to move to the cloud? It was probably more so for me. I had a very unique experience in the Young Lawyers Division um, prior to my presidency of the division. I had experienced the 2005 hurricane season, which in... Um, Florida was a really wrought with uh, quite a that? disaster. Remind me, who was that? Um, Charlie. I mean, there was quite a few that yeah. came. There was like that three. Was the X marks the spot in yeah, Central Florida. It, it felt like, it felt bottom, like every week we were having you yes. know, Ivan. I mean, there was something always happening. And, you Those know, part jerks. of the division's responsibilities is to man the hurricane helpline. So we were helping attorneys and clients um, throughout the state navigate through all of these issues. So I was seeing it on a macro level. Um, at a very young age. So when I had the opportunity to make those decisions for myself, it definitely weighed on my mind about, do I really want to put myself in a position where, you know, all my files can be swept away, you know, flooded? Do I really want to be in a position where I've invested in all of this hardware and it's doing me absolutely no good because no one can get in the building? Um, so, you know, we had seen maybe some of the worst in Florida for yeah. uh, quite a few years. And so this for me was a solution that made, made a lot of sense in all and, kinds and of ways. really very affordable. Um, especially as a solo, I needed something that was affordable too. So it was a really the best of both worlds. Well, listen, before we go on to the next segment where I want to talk about what you all actually did when the hurricanes came this past year, we're going to take a quick break and listen to a message from our sponsors. Is your firm experiencing missed calls, empty voicemail boxes, and potential clients you'll never hear from again? Enter Answer One Virtual Receptionists. They're more than just an answering service. Answer One's available 24-7. They can even schedule appointments, respond to emails, integrate with Clio, and much more. Answer One helps make sure your clients have the experience they deserve. Give them a call at 1-800-ANSWER-ONE or visit them at answerone.com forward slash podcast for a special offer. Imagine what you could do with an extra eight hours per week. That's how much time legal professionals save with Clio, the world's leading practice management software. With intuitive time tracking, billing, and matter management, Clio streamlines everything you do to run your practice from intake to invoice. Try Clio for free and then get a 10% discount for your first six months when you sign up with the code NEWSOLO10. That's NEWSOLO10. And do that at Clio.com, C-L-I-O.com. Okay, we're back and we're going to get into some good hurricane stories. But before we do that, Renee had brought with her an interesting article and we're going to quiz Zach on his hurricane. Um, what would we call this? Knowledge. Mm -hmm. What would you choose? Yes. Basically, oh, what would I yeah, choose? Deci Ooh, okay. Decision making when hurricanes are a coming. 
So I had the occasion to see the Herald Tribune's article on Floridians who are preparing for hurricane season. Mm -hmm. And much to my surprise, despite having now had a brush with uh, Alberto, a tropical storm, and, you know, dealing with some effects from Irma, um, Floridians are still not prepared for <laughs> this hurricane season. Go figure. So uh, they did a survey of Floridians to find out what would you choose in the four days following a hurricane um, if you had an option. Okay. And I wanted to ask Zach what he would choose because I thought it was very interesting to kind of see where the minds of Floridians are despite having gone through some trying times over the past year. The first question was, um, if you had the opportunity to choose a fully charged cell phone or a refrigerator, which <laughs> one would you rather have? <laughs> I wish you guys could see oh, Zach's God. face. A fully charged cell phone. I remember <laughs> last year, I want to have that fully charged cell phone. <laughs> so Floridians chose the refrigerator by 74%, right? Oh, God. Uh, the next question was, if you could choose internet access or cable television following a hurricane, which would you choose? Oh, I would do cable. I was so tied to the news. <laughs> I just I just watched it over and over and over again. I really did. Well, most Floridians, 83% actually, would prefer internet access following a hurricane rather than cable television. And then I'm the a leader, not a follower. <laughs> yeah, you are. I want you to know that. Um, yeah, you are. And then the final question that they asked Floridians was, if you had the choice between a fully charged cell phone or air conditioning, which would you choose? Oh, air conditioning. <laughs> You're in with them. Oh, my them. God. You are in with them. They have definitely <laughs> chosen that. 77% of those who did, took the survey said they would choose air conditioning over a fully charged cell phone, um, which I thought was just so interesting because it really showed to me the significance of folks who are really putting this emphasize need for what's going on in the comforts of their home after a hurricane. Um, but I think it really underscores that people need to realize you might not be in your home after a hurricane. You might not have access to air conditioning in a refrigerator, and you hope you do, and you hope you're able to have those comforts. But if you have to leave, which does happen, um, what are you going to do if you don't have the availability of um, meeting the needs of your office? Um, and meeting the needs of your family in a mobile setting. So right. it was just so interesting to me that Floridians are very, very focused on staying, staying. in their home right after right. a hurricane. And Renee, you did not stay in your home after or when our hurricanes were coming. Well, we were out of power for eight days. I um, went 13. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's long crazy. time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, when we were in 2005, we went for 14 days without power. Wow. And I can tell you, it was really eye-opening experience. I bought my first generator. I mean, I did things that I didn't ever think as an adult I would have to do. <laughs> um, but, you know, you finally learn. A window air conditioner, by the way, is a really great thing, Zach, if you're wondering. You can put it in one room and air condition an entire room for a week. <laughs> With it's your awesome. Fully Start refrigerator and cable TV. <laughs> Zach. Yeah, I learned a lot uh, during that first round of hurricanes. Um, but, you know, now that I'm an adult and I have to make adulting decisions, I think about, you know, how can I best manage a disaster like this and not have to necessarily invest in so many things to get me through such a trying time. So that's why I love the mobility of having uh, the office that goes with you. You know, I had the occasion to call Adriana 
after I packed my office, which was a very short process this time. I, I literally put my files from my banking account, um, my trust account records and some things like that in a box. And I took my laptop and I left my office. <laughs> and it was the first time I've ever had that experience. Having prepared for multiple hurricanes at mid-size offices, at small offices, I can tell you that was a long ordeal in the past, you know, trying to secure uh, the client files and trying to secure things in a way that, frankly, I didn't need to worry about. I felt like I had it with me, and if I needed to reproduce it or duplicate it, um, it was easily managed and easily accessed. Um, and I also didn't have to worry about my billing because that was another concern for me. You know, when it hit, it was right during one of my billing cycles, and I thought, well, gosh, you know, if I had to sit here and do this, I wouldn't have the opportunity to get bills out this month. And, you know, if you miss billing as an attorney, you may be able to do that one cycle, but it, it starts to build up very quickly. And I wanted to have the opportunity to take that with me. And so I was able to do all my billing remotely, um, which, like I said, was a real, you know, game changer for me to be able to do that right on the road. I think the way you framed it last night was a powerful way of framing where you said you were actually so able to jump back into your work, you were able to actually catch up Yes. On, on work yes, you're so, I, because you're able to be so productive. Well, the whole state had shut down for an entire week. And so I took the time to not only clean out my inbox and, you know, do things that you don't always get an opportunity to do, but the clients that actually needed assistance or needed help, I was able to do that for them because I wasn't managing my own crisis. I actually felt a little bit ahead I of the game that. because I was able to say, hey, look, you know, my things are taken care of. What can I do to help you? I love that. Um, and I wouldn't have been able to do that had I been worried about my own needs and my own survival, um, but I was I think, able to take care of I think that's others. so powerful yeah. for a lawyer mm -hmm. and confidence building in your clients as well. Mm -hmm. if, if they can look to you in a time of need, depending, of course, on your practice area, if they can look to you and see you're on top of it. You're, you didn't miss a beat. You're ready for this and you're ready to yeah. help and you're not yourself in crisis mode. It's, and it's, it's true. really and powerful. You have clients who aren't in your state, um, you know, in a mobile world. Who don't care that you're right. having I mean, maybe they've hired you Sadly. as local counsel from another state and they don't understand the whole state of Florida has shut down. Yeah. Their case is still going on in their mind and you still need the ability to communicate and contact with them. So um, that's why I say it's that for me was a game changer, trying to see how to take your office with you. Um, you know, I've always used things mobily, but this was on a whole nother level. Renee, you use Clio and then you have net documents for a little more sophisticated document management, which is Correct. also cloud-based. So you had, you know, that whole world with you. What other um, mobile technologies do you have? What do you do for phone or any other cool tools or tips you can tell everyone about um, I that use, builds your toolbox? I use Tally. Oh, um, sure. Tell everyone. Which is a voice activation billing. Love um, Tally. I love it a lot. Um, I use it on Google Assistant. So I'm able to take all my billing with me. I literally talk to my phone and it inputs it um, right onto a spreadsheet and then uploads directly directly to Clio. And that's T, they, their website is Tell Tally, right? T-E-L-L-T-A-L-I.com. -L -T -T mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Before we go on and keep having this great conversation, let's take one more break. Listen to a couple messages from some sponsors. Are you a family law, immigration, or estate planning attorney looking to attract new leads and retain more clients? Join hundreds of other solos and small firms just like you who use Unbundled Attorney to receive premium, exclusive leads delivered directly into their inbox in real time. To learn more about how their lead generation services can grow your practice, subscribe to the Unbundled Attorney Mastermind Podcast or visit unbundledattorney.com today. Law Clerk is where attorneys go to hire freelance lawyers. 
Whether you need a first year to perform legal research or a seasoned attorney to assist with a complicated appellate brief, Law Clerk has hundreds of freelance lawyers with every level of experience and expertise. There are no sign-up or monthly fees. Only pay the flat fee price you set. Increase your profits, not your overhead. Learn more at lawclerk.legal. Okay, we're back. So when we last left off, Renee was just giving us a few more tips about the technology and tools that she uses. Any other things you want to make sure and mention? I would just say for those who are considering the move to the cloud or who've already done it, put yourself in your shoes of having to leave your office for a week, maybe two weeks. What is that going to look like? And start to map out what you would actually take with you. And when you start to see how very few things you actually need when your life is in the cloud, you will have a sense of relief and it will bring a peace of mind to you that you may not have even realized that you have using a product um, like that. So I, I really encourage those of you who are on the fence or maybe like Zach who thought about it, did some research and put it down on the desk for a while and said, maybe I'll get back to it. Um, it's time to get back to it. It's hurricane season. You owe it to your clients. And more importantly, you owe it to yourself. That peace of mind uh, is invaluable. Zach, you have probably my favorite story about disaster fleeing, hurricane leaving out of anyone I heard. Um, tell us a little bit about how you handled that and how you helped your staff and your employees and continue to support your clients. Sure. So we integrated and went into the cloud with our files in May of last year. And so we migrated to the Google Drive Cloud. So you're cloud. a Google Docs user? Yes. The firm is. And are you also Office 365 or just Google, mostly Google Docs? We're all Google. Okay. They also host our email as well. Yep. Okay. And so we started using that and love it. So everything was working great. And I felt very confident going into hurricane season. I have two little kids. And so once we realized that a hurricane was likely coming, I immediately thought, oh God, I could be stuck in a house with an infant, a two-year-old, <laughs> no air conditioning, no milk for the baby, and a very unhappy wife. <laughs> Someone has got to get us out of here. So my partner and I sat down and we said, okay, here's the game plan. We're going to just rent a giant Airbnb like Jersey Shore style, <laughs> giant Airbnb in Atlanta. We invited all of our staff and, and their families to go. I love it. Um, everyone caravaned up to the Atlanta area and we hit um, Atlanta before the hurricanes hit. So and so I went to my office and I took my laptop and my iPad and I have the cord and the duet program. So I have dual monitors through that. Excellent. Um, I took my trust accounting stuff and my business account stuff, like for writing checks and things and stamps and some things like that, that I use for business processing. And I packed up and I left and I packed up the boys and my wife and we drove and we went and we got up to Atlanta. Wait, can I, I, can I just ask some backup information? Yeah. So there's no servers left at all in the office. You didn't have to worry about any infrastructure in the office, no. right? And so everybody came in, took their laptops, took whatever they wanted, yeah. and off they went. Shut, yeah. Locked up the office, we're gone. We were gone. Okay. It was really easy. Awesome. I mean, people went home, they packed their stuff, they came back, and everyone just caravaned up I-75 together. Amazing. And so we had 
maybe 12 of us in the giant Airbnb. And then uh, my wife and I and family stayed with her family in Atlanta separately in a house and we just operated. So we actually used Zoom to have office conferences and talk about what deadlines we had to meet. We had a trial coming up. We had to figure out how we were going to meet those deadlines and get filings done. The paralegals were right there. So it was very easy to have an office conference. That's great. We kept billing. Everyone kind of went to their own separate parts of where they were staying and just worked fairly normally through the Google Docs and through the mm-hmm. Clio program because all your phones are there, all your deadlines are what there, you all your tasks phones? are there. We use voice over IP mm-hmm. um, inside the office. And so we were able, you can bring phones with yeah. you. So you just unplug the phones at the office, yeah. brought them, got them on the internet. Yeah. With some okay. VoIP systems, you can also just redirect to your cell phone if yeah. you have we to ended as well, do, right? Yes. So once our VoIP Which phones do go use? down, it forwards to um, our cell phones automatically. Do you know what service you use? It's a service called Suntel. Okay. And so we got up there and we're working. And then obviously the hurricane could not make up its mind where it wanted to go. But I was very nervous and I was sitting at my in-laws house going, are we ever going to get back into our house? (laughs) This is so miserable traveling with two kids. Um, But I was able to bill fairly normally. Amazing. And we met all of our deadlines. We had a fairly normal billable week for being out of the office for seven days. Um, we had a fairly normal billable time. Um, most of all of it was collectible. And it was a pretty neat experience because everyone got to be together. Yeah. And I also felt like it was a good showing for our staff that like we care about building, them like a- and that they had a place to go because it's expensive to evacuate. Yeah. I and think so- that week had the makings of a reality TV show. <laughs> it so really it did. did. It sounds, oh, it did. Sounds incredible. And it, I think people often get daunted by all the systems they think it they might need. But it sounded like you really had a, a three-legged stool here. You had your practice management system in the form of Clio, document management system of Google Docs and Google Drive, and your Suntel VoIP system. And that was essentially your business. And you could plug in anywhere there's an internet connection and operate your law firm Absolutely. with those three tools. That's pretty incredible. Absolutely. And what I love about all of these web-based programs is that it's so easy. Yeah. All you have to do is plug in. And with Clio, when my wife is driving in the car on trips and stuff, I can be talking and then bill my time on the phone. Yep. Or I can upload stuff or get messages and return phone calls. It just makes everything so much more effective. So for me, because I have an infant, or at the time an infant and a two-year-old, on the weekends, every hour is precious time. And so when they go down for a nap, I can immediately stop working. Your wife must love that. And then they wake up and then we can play and we can do all the stuff that they want to do. So it really does help make a more enjoyable lawyer experience for a busy trial lawyer. Question for you about your partner that you said had been practicing for 30 or so years. Was he part of the, the caravan up to Atlanta? Oh, and yeah. He, how's his, does he use Clio? Oh, yeah. He, oh, he loves Clio now. He loves Clio. He loves Google Docs. Now he's on Facebook. He loves Facebook. <laughs> oh, now he's a huge fan. Oh, he's a huge fan. And so, and actually on that, so he, for most of his career that he and I worked together, he never remembered to enter in his time. So it was constantly a battle for me and for the paralegals to recapture his time. So much billable time was lost. But with Clio, it is so much easier. And it's kind of fun. Yeah. Hate to say it, it's kind of weird, but it's fun. It's just so easy. And it has really been revolutionary for our little practice because every minute counts. Yeah. And now they just revised their billing editing program, which if you're the office administrator like I am and do bills at the end of the month. It's amazing. Oh, it, it just got even better than it was yeah. before. It's so fast. Jack K, or, uh, Zach walked up to Jack when he saw him and said, 
I love you <laughs> because of the new updates to the billing processes and Clear. Do you want to plug that real quick for just a second? We just rolled out some some really exciting new features, uh, payment plans, evergreen retainers, a few other features that just make uh, collecting from your clients in an automated fashion a lot easier. That's great. And uh, what we're working toward, I think, is a really exciting future where you can almost have a an autopilot for your your billing program and just just tell Clio, go go get me paid. And whether that's a flat uh, payment from a client or whether that's something that needs to be broken down into multiple bill payments because maybe your your client uh, needs to pay down the bill over several months, uh, we want to provide that flexibility and make it really uh, really fast and and really easy and painless for everyone. And I think it's. Uh, we've been getting great feedback and was really enthusiastic to, or happy to hear your feedback today about that too, Zach and Renee. You're both uh, well, very excited the, about the it. I think bill should, editing is so much easier. Oh and God. I think so this would be easier. just a great opportunity for Renee to make a pitch for a feature she'd love to see in Clio. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. Hold we my feet to the... multi-client billing. You waited until I was being <laughs> recorded. Yes, multi-client <laughs> billing. When we get multi-client billing, my mediation practice is going to soar because, you know, one of the things about being a mediator is you don't just have one person who pays your bill. So multi, multi-client billing. Multi-client billing is is coming. I can promise you that. Uh, I can't promise a specific date, but uh, <laughs> but it's promised. Well, we have it and recorded. I can also, <laughs> That's you've awesome. got it recorded. We'll get there. Great. Well, this has been great, you guys. Before I let everyone go, I do want to clarify one thing that you mentioned in case mm-hmm. listeners were wondering. Zoom yes. is a amazing video conferencing and telephone conferencing system. It's, it's phenomenal. Changing. <laughs> Oh my Zoom.us. I am the biggest Zoom fan. So if you've never used it, it's sort of like FaceTime. It's sort of like Skype, but it's flawless every single time time you use it. Mm -hmm. There's no skipping. There's no scratching. It's beautiful and it's easy to use. And so we use it to have remote um, conferences with clients. We use it to have office conferences when I'm working remotely. Um, And I used it this entire year with the Florida Bar for all of our meetings. And it makes it so much more personable and effective to be able to see the people you're talking to and share your screen easily. It is such a time saver. And it's very inexpensive. I think it's $14 a month if you're going to have less than... It's, it's a it's blip like on the screen. It's like dollars a year. Yeah, yeah. it's really. a joke. Yeah. Whatever, it's it's worth it and it's beautiful and it records conversations and videos and you can yeah. screen share and do all the typical things that you And I use it for to. my mediations as well. We do a lot more electronic mediations with it. That's great. Um, because they have a feature that allows you to do breakout rooms. So I can oh, go into Renee? a private room. Yeah. Every day learning something from yeah, you. Yeah, you can go into a private room and have a conversation with someone and then go back to the group setting. No kidding. Yeah. So, I didn't know that. Yeah, some I really neat uh, multi-room add-ons that you can do with Zoom, which as a mediator are invaluable. I love that. Well, mm. thanks, everyone. I really appreciate your time. Before I let you all go, I want you to just go around and tell everyone where they can find, friend, or follow you on the internet. Renee? Yes, um, I'm on Twitter at Legally Renee. You can also find me on the Upchurch Watson White and Max website. Again, Renee Thompson. I'm with the Florida Bar Board of Governors. My name is Zach Zorowest, the typical spelling of Zorowest. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Zach Zorowest and on Facebook, Zach Zorowest. And I have a small firm in Clearwater called Persante Zorowest. And I'm Jack Noon. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore Newton, or uh, always happy to receive email at jack at clio.com. Thank you everyone so much for taking the time to do this. This has been a great episode. I hope all the listeners enjoyed everything you've heard. If you are looking for more information, make sure you visit uh, the new solo page on legaltalknetwork.com. I'm Adriana Linares. And remember, you're not alone. You're new solo. 
Thanks for listening to New Solo with host Adriana Linares. Tune in again to learn more about how to successfully run your new practice solo here on Legal Talk Network. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. If you're a lawyer running a solo or small firm and you're looking for other lawyers to talk through issues you're currently facing in your practice, join the Unbillable Hours Community Roundtable, a free virtual event on the third Thursday of every month. Lawyers from all over the country come together and meet with me, lawyer and law firm management consultant Christopher T. Anderson, to discuss best practices on topics such as marketing, client acquisition, hiring and firing, and time management. The conversation is free to join, but requires a simple reservation. The link to RSVP can be found on the Unbillable Hour page at LegalTalkNetwork.com. We'll see you there.